Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast, where we talk about all things OCD. I'm your host, Christina Orlova. If you enjoy this podcast and want to join my free OCD and anxiety relief community, go to www.coreresults.com forward slash Facebook. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash Facebook. See you there. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. Today I have back with me Lauren uh, McKinnon, and she is with the Obsessive Mind and OCD LA, and she specializes in OCD and anxiety disorders. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Um, So I actually have an interesting topic I wanted to cover today. Um, And my first question for uh, the audience is, when you hear words like OCD and then we hear words like, you know, taboo themed OCD, can you just quickly give us just what, whatever comes to mind, but a rundown or, or just name some of those taboo topics? Because there's one really that I want to highlight today. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. There are, so, yeah, there's so many. And I think because of the fact that OCD loves things like anything where shame can live and where it, you know, it can be in the shadows. Right. So the, the sort of taboo, themes of incest OCD or um, POCD is pretty well known, right? The the theme related to intrusive thoughts about, you know, what if I'm a pedophile or what if I'm attracted to children? Um, and then, uh, you know, we were talking about bestiality, right? Like in fear thoughts in that realm, uh, which does come up a lot. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, there's so many, I think, the only the only limits to OCD topics, including taboo ones, are, are, are the limits of the human mind. So, hmm. yeah, I think that's actually a really great answer. That's actually a really good answer because that really points to like, yeah, that even though we might have this language we're using to say taboo themes, but really, it's it's true. It's really based on your your brain and your life experience and and how creative or your, you know, stuff that you're dealing with and where the brain will start to latch on or, or yeah, that's actually- totally, well, it's funny. Cause I, my boss, uh, and former supervisor, Tom Corboy, like, you know, he introduced me to this idea of like the one upsman game of like, how crazy of a thought can you come up with? And, you know, especially within the realm of things like, um, like, more our uh, religious group, religious scrupulosity, that there are lots of thoughts about, you know, being uh, sacrilegious and, and sex. Actually, that's another good one, right? Like sexual intrusive thoughts related to God or Jesus or some sort of a religious figure. Um, necrophilia. How did I forget that one? That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> so just so many. So many. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, these are actually, if you think about it, it's not like these are topics that are not out there in the world, right? Like these things exist. We have movies about the stuff. We have real life articles and events that occur. So, I mean, right. if you think about it, it's like, well, wait a second, even just in our life, in the world, there's so many things that happen yeah. things we know about and so many things we don't know about. Right. So it's like, well, wait a yeah. minute. That all means all of that is up for grabs, especially when right. it comes to intrusions um, in the OCD experience. Definitely. Definitely. So I actually would like to really highlight and focus today specifically on uh, pets and OCD. Yeah. Um, and and really talk about kind of if you can help us understand a little bit more about the different ways this can show up or how would this be OCD? Because, mm. you know, 
with pets, at least like in my practice, I've definitely seen um, things where it could be harm related intrusions around pets, uh, but it can also be sexually related intrusions around pets or bestiality in, in, in any different way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Commonly, I definitely see things around cats or dogs, a lot of it more dogs than not. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's other times where, you know, it, it can literally be to any animal, but definitely. Like, what are some things that you can tell us a little bit about? Like, how do I, how do I even wrap our head around that? Like how to grasp that? What is that? Well, it's funny because of course the, the obsessive thoughts themselves are not, um, they're not exclusive to OCD, right? So somebody who doesn't have uh, obsessive compulsive disorder might have intrusive thoughts about like, oh, well, what if I touch my pet inappropriately? Or what if I, uh, one of my personal favorites that I've had in, uh, with, with pets historically is like, oh my gosh, what if I accidentally step on my cat's head, right? Like just a lot of images I feel like come up in this one too, like some really graphic stuff. Um, and so when, obviously when it turns to OCD is, is when there's this sense of like, oh no, I can't have that thought. And whether it's, Ooh, I don't like that I'm having that image in my mind or what does it mean about me that I'm having that, that image or thought, um, that like all of those sorts of concerns can come up in the context of, of OCD and concerns about, do I, you know, uh, let's take, for example, like, do I want to step on my cat's head? Right. Like what, is that why I had that image pop in? And of course, you and I both know that, that thoughts don't mean anything in and of themselves, that they're just sort of mental events. And, and, uh, but at the same token, the, the fear, the concern around that. And then of course, to your point earlier, like bestiality and, and fears of, um, you know, what if I want to have sex with animals do, and it could show up in the same way that any sort of attraction related sexual intrusive thoughts could come in of like, oh my gosh, I just looked at that pet and I thought that pet was cute. Does that mean that I I'm attracted to that pet? Does that mean that I want to have sex with the pet? Or like, uh, those are, I mean, at least some ways that I have seen it pop in. Yeah. And as you're talking, you know, I'm actually thinking about also just in general, I think so much of the time as humans, we were not good at really being comfortable and granted it's for good reasons um, to really truly put the guard down and and go all the way in and really talk about all the different stuff that goes through our heads because the reality is people with with or without OCD doesn't matter if you're a human being you have all sorts of stuff that's gone through your head let's let's not lie okay like (laughs) so you know when people start to be really judgmental and shameful that's an yeah. element that, you know, can make you feel really scared and nervous. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be looked at in, in this negative way. Um, and people are going to make comments and, and, you know, you can start to feel shameful about that. You're even having those thoughts or you can start to feel even more protective about like, okay, I have to really keep this all in and, and yeah. tension and the pressure and the stress builds. Yes. And, you know, part of my, my goal and purpose and in having these kind of conversations OCD in general is not a pleasant experience, but also just talking about thoughts and making it comfortable saying, look, let's have somebody and have more of us continue to talk about the fact that we have thoughts and we have uncomfortable thoughts like that. And guess what? It can be images, like you said, right? Like we've seen movies and we also know if, if, you know, being really 
honest and blunt and authentic. Yeah. There's all sorts of also pornography out there, which is right. sometimes animals like that's right. out there. That's common knowledge. This is not some big secret that we're hiding. Right. I mean, right. so, you know, we have to recognize that again, in the world, so many of these things exist. Right. That to your point, right. It's, it's really to, to the creativity of your mind. So the brain will suddenly, like you just said, like, bam, will hit you with an image and the reality, right. yeah, it is actually hard. It is hard when you're suddenly sitting there and, and you get this intrusive image that comes into your mind. Right. Um, and let's say it's sexual in nature about, you know, the dog doing anything to you or you doing anything to the dog and then starting to question, like, I mean, I'm using dog as an example. It, yeah, it, yeah. Any, yeah. Any animal, whatever, but, you know, or, you know, it's a cat, whatever. But like, you know, you're now sitting there wondering, oh my God, what is that? And why is that? And what does that mean about me? And and now I'm going to feel terrible and shameful and God forbid anybody even remotely ever hears about this. Right. And that's what's so important to be in a community of people who get it, you know, find a specialist who actually understands what's going on so that you're not going to sit there and be judged, but like, oh yeah, like, yeah, that's actually what happens. That's OCD. Welcome. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's you're a human being. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Like you have yeah. a weird brain that like, you know, spouts off strange ideas from time exactly. to time. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and no, I, it is. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, just, just understanding the nature of thoughts. Right. And, and that's kind of, you know, what I wanted to also ask you about, like, like how, how can, how can we continue to help people understand and, and have a different relationship with their thinking brain? Because we think, we do think, right? And some of our thoughts we do actually are like, oh, that was a good one. Or, oh, I need to think about stuff, right? Like, oh, I need to analyze stuff. Like, how, yeah. how can we help people understand a little bit more about the mind? Like, a, and specifically, it sounds like this question of, of what thoughts uh, require more attention or, or are, are beneficial to attend to versus which ones are just sort of mental garbage, uh, so to speak. And I think ultimately, of course, we have to accept uncertainty about like what, which falls into which category, but there, I think also, so difference between thoughts and thinking, right. The idea that you might have a thought pop in that you like, or you don't like, but it's all, that's just a thought, right. Um, so that might indicate something to you like, Oh, remember to, I don't know, water the plants or, um, I wonder what we're going to be having for lunch later, right? Like that's pretty innocuous. Like one tells you something that, that you want to do. One's just, you know, sort of an invitation to ponder. And then there are these thoughts that are like, well, what if you're secretly a horrible person and, you know, you don't deserve to be loved, right? Like, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, and, and I think, I don't know that I like to separate things into helpful versus unhelpful, like the, the acceptance and commitment model, um, whether or not you've done something horrible, like in the last example of that thought popping in that engaging with that thought, not helpful, right? You might want to reflect, Oh, I'm not happy with how that turned out. I wish it had gone differently. This is how I do this differently next time. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with guilt, but as soon as we get into sort of the shame arena of I'm bad, we've lost the thread and that's not going to support us in, in, you know, developing as humans. So I know this is a little bit and it's connected. It certainly comes up in the context of OCD, but I, I think, and yeah, recognizing when it's helpful to follow a thought and engage directly with a thought is 
super important. Got I don't know if I answered your question though. I feel like I went on a tangent a little bit. Listen, this, this is <laughs> a lot of it is discussion, but it's also kind of, kind of unpacking because this is really a topic that there's so much to kind of tease out and understand. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, what I really hear and get is, is big part starting point is really learning how to understand the different categories of your thought processes so that you can have a different relationship with your mind. Totally. Um, I get completely absorbed in every single thing or in that one thing that just keeps repeating. And then right. you're realizing that you've been on that hamster wheel now for who knows how long. Um, yeah. Trying to figure it out. Right. That that's a piece of it too. Um, Definitely. Get that perspective back. Um, yeah. With OCD in particular, that I, I think any thought that pops in, that you're wondering whether or not it's helpful or whether or not it's uh, important. If you're questioning that, it's probably not. But if if you have these thoughts pop in and you do sort of reflect on it briefly, right? And then you resolve the case and you put it away and then it pops back in like, well, but wait, did I get everything? That's a dead ringer for this is probably uh, not helpful and or compulsive. Um, yeah, because I, I think that that's sort of like spinning, that, that, that constantly running running through it. So, I mean, if we take it back to this particular content area, um, this thought pops in about like, oh my gosh, I just rubbed my dog's belly and my hand grazed the dog's penis, right? did I like that? Did I molest my dog? Right. Like these kinds of thoughts might pop in. And if, if we're wondering whether or not those thoughts are important or unimportant, um, is there anything that needs to be done about the fact that your hand just grazed the dog's penis? Probably not. Right. That, that happens. Um, it, are you going to have discomfort related to whether or not that means something about you? Maybe. Right. Um, but you kind of have to go with what's what, like the helpful piece and what's likely. Does it likely mean that I'm uh, into my dog if I was, you know, rubbing its belly and my hand happened to graze its penis or his or her, his, hello, uh, penis. Uh, then, you know, the, like, if not, probably not, because like, like I said, you know, things happen. Um, we have to, we have to accept uncertainty that maybe it does mean something even though it it's unlikely to. Yeah. And I'm glad you just said that because that's exactly, I think part of what probably, you know, when folks are listening to this, um, I know people might be wondering, well, wait a minute. Um, then am I kind of analyzing that situation or analyzing my thoughts? And, you know, there's a lot of conversation in the community about that. And, and it's, and it's, what you're saying is exactly it's it's learning to tell that difference. One is it that like okay, I mean we're going to analyze things, right? We're humans. We we do we do analyze, we do look at things, but you have to also know when to if you're wondering, okay, well is that helpful? Is it likely to happen or not? <clears throat> you know, if you're stuck in that moment and you really can't quite decipher the answer to that question, and that question starts to pull you further into it, that would definitely be a time to say, you know what, I'm going to choose to leave that one unanswered. I don't yeah. have to make a choice anyway, right? Because I'm either making a choice to keep following that thread or I can make a choice not to, 
right? Yep. And, and oftentimes I think people don't realize that when you're going into it, even though it might feel automatic or autopilot or you think you don't have choice, you actually are making a choice to follow it. Right. But you have to never right. recognize why are you making that choice? Because internally you're having this urge and urgency and it feels like something's off or terrible. And as humans too, like, you know, man's search for meaning, like that book, right? Like we we yeah. all, we, we want to have meaning and understand things, right? And we also, I think for the most part, want to be happy and know that we're kind of okay people, at least minimally, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if having something that's happening to you that feels off and strange and you don't even hear about it often and sounds like it's something kind of taboo-ish, yeah. um, you know, yeah, it's going, to, it, it will organically make you want to question. But again, with the work, right? It, it's like you were saying, learning how to step back for a second and look at it again to understand yeah. what, what's actually going on in this moment. And then you have to make those choices. Right. Over and be willing and to feel, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Be willing to come back and say, yeah, that means right now I'm going to not know. And um, that's uncomfortable. That's super uncomfortable. And that's very, okay. I'm yeah, be uncomfortable. And people ask, well, how do you deal with that discomfort? Right. So let me ask you that question. How do you deal with that discomfort? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I think of the discomfort or any emotion as being housed in the body, right? I think that one thing that people, especially early on in treatment can get confused is, is thought, uh, or thinking, which is a behavior. So thought, just a thought, thinking behavior and feeling kind of all get muddled. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when we talk about accepting feelings, what we're talking about is not accepting a thought as a fact. We're not talking about uh, accepting the fact that you're ruminating, right? Like that's not, that's not the goal. Um, we're talking about accepting that your heart is beating more quickly than it usually is. Right? Like, oh, it's, I've got a rapid heartbeat going. I have a lifting feeling in my stomach. I have a tightness in my jaw. And what I like, I love, I love acceptance and commitment therapy and the expansion exercise of finding those areas where the feeling is, right? Because all of these physical sensations, we put them together, we call them something like anxiety or sadness or anger. Um, and to just breathe in and make space for those things. Like, obviously you can't, I don't know, actually breathe in and expand your foot. And I don't, I, I've never heard anyone actually say like, I feel this in my foot, although that would be great. Um, I want to know which emotion you feel in your foot, but uh, you can't actually necessarily expand the area of your body. But what you can do is imagine that you could be a gracious host to whatever physical experience is coming up and that you could make space and that you could allow for, because our tendency is to go like, and, uh, and freeze up and tense and tighten and no, I don't want that. Um, and instead that it's just about sort of relaxing into the experience of the feeling. That's beautifully said. And I know oh, there's you. so many other like things to tease and discuss there, but I'm going to, I like, I, I love that. And I want to stop right there and leave that <laughs> for people because I know I could already in my head hear all these different questions that would come up and I'm like, nope. I love for you to sit with that, and what that means because that was so beautifully said. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, I mean that's that's such a beautiful point of life, right? Like learning to relax into the experience, whatever the experience is, moment yes. by moment. I mean that's yeah. it. So we really got. I I totally agree. Yeah.
Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me about this topic. I mean, this yeah. is definitely not always comfortable for folks. And, you know, I, I just think it's important to keep discussing things that are not comfortable. I um, totally agree. Actually, I have a talk for IOCDF in October or whenever that is, uh, specifically on taboo themes and OCD. And it's such an important topic. I have to say, I have to share with the audience real quick that when you messaged me to talk about this, <laughs> we had a good laugh because you were like, I want to talk about, you know, like intrusive thoughts about pets and bestiality. And I was like, in what what other field could we be like, Hey, want to chat about this and it'd be appropriate. So, um, <laughs> I just, I love our work. It's, um, uh, yeah. And, and spreading awareness and, and opening up the conversation about these things and, and making space for the fact that our brains have all sorts of interesting thoughts. Exactly. I know that was definitely a really fun moment, <laughs> like, especially, you know, like, I mean, I'm honest with people, like I have OCD, right. So like, I get yeah. it personally, yeah. right. And professionally. Yeah. But like, yep. yeah, where else in the world are you in a place where not like in psychoanalysis where you're just, you know, trying to deep dive and, and look at, you know, your childhood, et cetera. Like we're not doing that per se. Granted, there's a time for that, right? Sure. But when you really grasp this topic and you're like, let's cover pets and, <laughs> and potentially harming them and see what that's about. That right? sounds like fun, right? Why uh, not? It's, it's like <laughs> happy Friday. It's just a regular afternoon here. <laughs> I know it's true though. And it is, it's exceptionally freeing, not only as a, like a professional, but also to your point, because I also, you know, I'm in recovery myself uh, from OCD. So it's like, uh, it's, it's really beautiful to be able to just like say these things out loud and recognize that, that the only power that they have is in what we give them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren. How Thank can you. find you? Oh, uh, they can find me online. Uh, Instagram. I have an account called at the obsessive mind where I try to post regularly about OCD and eating disorders, which I also work with and as well as anxiety disorders. Um, and I also have a website by the same name, which is www.theobsessivemind.com. Um, and that's, yeah, I think that's how you can find me if you're interested. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you are ready to take control of your life, join our free five-day OCD Recovery Kickstart Challenge. Go to www.coreresults.com forward slash number five day challenge. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash number five, the word day and challenge.